0: Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette and I'm Madeline and, and we, we love Christian fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode we will read classics of the genre or new releases and discuss the good, the bad and the ugly. So come join us.
1: Hello listeners. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Redeeming Lit Podcast and this time we have another fun author interview lined up. Morgan, tell us who we're talking to tonight.
0: Yes, today we are talking to author Christy Ann Hunter. Um I'm so excited because I've obviously heard your name in the Christian fiction world, but I'm not I love that lie. I love
2: that it's obvious. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Like <laughs>
0: I feel like everyone knows who Christian Hunter is. Maybe I'm just so like enveloped in the niche that is Christian fiction that it's very, it seems obvious to me. Um, (laughs) But I'm not going to lie to you, Christy, that before this book that you sent us, I had actually, I knew who you were, but I had not read any of your books
2: um which I is I think that's prophecy. the obvious part. Everybody knows who I am, but they're not reading the books. Like oh, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: listen. Hopefully that will change after this interview because this book was fabulous. I oh, loved it so you. much. It made me want to read more of your um, more of your stuff for sure. Um but anyways, that was a tangent. We're so glad to have you on. This is Christiane Hunter.
2: I'm here and I'm very glad <laughs> to be here. I'm very excited.
1: That's yeah. So fun. Um, amazing. righty. Madeline, do you want to take the first question? Let's let's just jump right
0: in here. Let's do it. Okay, so we have some writing questions for you first. Um, we want to know what inspires your characters and your stories.
2: Oh, because that's that's a simple question. Let's just start very yeah, simple, just super so- simple, right there. <laughs> ABC kind of question. Yeah, <laughs> <here>. Just start <laughs> with, what is the core of what you do? Let's just start there. No um, big. So characters uh, are really very interesting th- to me. Um, most books, usually for me, they usually start with an idea of a character and some type of question. Like, what if this happened with this character? And then like, just the whole thing spins out from that central point. Um, most characters that I have there's a single characteristic that comes from somebody I know so the whole character is not based off of somebody I know mm-hmm. but there will be a single characteristic that I, I really want to build a, a character as like this is their core characteristic and then you build this idea around that element mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like I take a seed from somebody I know in real life and then like it blooms into this whole fictional character and then you start asking well what if this type of thing happened to them or um you know there's obviously stuff from my life like what am i learning in my faith journey and like in my walk and like in my life what am i learning that's going to infiltrate just cuz That's what's in my life and in my head. So, you know, some of that kind of plays into the different story choices. But um, a lot of it is just based on what would it be really interesting to see these characters do? What would be the perfect match for this character? Um, Since I do write romance, I'm always looking for like, okay, what would be the best pair up? You know, Mm -hmm. so it usually starts with an idea of I really like this concept, this characteristic of this person I know. Let me just like start spinning things out from there. And um, that's usually how it starts. I mean, sometimes there's other things like, oh, wow, this is a really interesting bit of history. I'm going to go write a whole story about that or <laughs> something like that. But yeah. usually it's just a nugget about a, a person. Do you tell the people
1: who inspire the nuggets? Like, have you ever told them that a character inspired that or, or like they inspired that character? Is that something you usually keep to yourself?
2: Uh, sometimes. So every hero, well, I won't say every, there's a couple that are not most. most of the heroes are my husband <laughs> Aww, I <laughs> I that. That. I it. so he reads all of my books so he can usually tell like which part of him kind of spun off the character whether you know like that kind of thing so um usually the heroes have some element of my husband in them um but uh okay. sometimes i sometimes i tell them sometimes i do not um the book we're talking about tonight, we're talking about Pixels and Paint tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've actually mentioned that. Yeah,
0: that was me. That was all my body, so
2: rant. <laughs> she was gushing. She was gushing and she forgot. She just like yes. So we are talking about Pixels and Paint, which is my first contemporary novel. Yeah. And um, the the main character uh, Emma, the the heroine Emma she is actually kind of based off of some different aspects of both my husband and my daughter, my oldest daughter. Oh, okay. um, and so they both, they both knew. Um, and um, it's actually the first book that has an additional dedication to it. If you ever look at my dedications, they're usually to to God and my husband. That's That's who all the books are dedicated to. But my daughter got this one. She slid Aww. in there. Um, That's awesome. Um, and uh, so, so they knew. Um, and my other children enjoyed reading it and going like, "Ha ha, she has your watch." Uh, you <laughs> know, <it's> like <laughs> you know, some some things like that. But um, yeah. sometimes I tell them, and sometimes I don't because it would be weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Get that? Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Hashtag people life. would be so flattered by that, and then some people would be like. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, what do I do like, with this information? Yes. <laughs> well, a lot of, character. Yeah.
2: It does. And a lot of people think, oh, that means this character is me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, not at all. Like, there's this one aspect of you and then, like, nothing else. Yes. So that's the thing is most people think, oh, is that is that how you see me? And I'm like, well, no, not really. So it gets awkward. If you tell people, most people. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't tell most people.
1: <laughs> that would be a fun thing to ask at like a party, like a birthday party. Be like, okay, if you had to write a character about me, like in a book, what would be the one thing that you would use to inspire the character? Do you, like that would be a really fun question. Well, that's fun. Or like, oh yeah, I could think of a lot of good. Oh, that's
0: oh, that's going off in her brain. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta move on.
1: The new party game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right. exactly that's what I'm thinking um so I'll take the next question here so what does your writing process look like and how much research is involved especially because you said it was your first contemporary book so maybe kind of
2: comparing that to your so process. my writing process is a hot mess um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so like I do I do some prep work kind of thinking about the story and things um I actually do I'll, I'll usually make a playlist listen to music that kind of gets the idea that carries the theme um so I've got like a playlist that kind of helps me focus my thoughts and then um I actually print out a lot of pictures on post-it notes <laughs> and um, and then I put them up on I have a plot board and I put them up and um and they kind of inspire like this idea, like it'll be a picture that's like an idea of a scene come kind of comes out of that mm-hmm. um, picture. So I'll kind of stick those on the plot board. And then I just kind of jump in and I write out of order. I don't, I don't write in order. I will write, oh. you know, like, oh, this is a key scene that's going to be in there somewhere and I'll write that. And then when I have enough of those, I will just connect the dots. Oh, interesting. So... <laughs> So it is a hot mess. Um, I'm actually really working on streamlining it some so that I can write a little faster. Um, because it does take it it makes me a little slower than I would like to be uh to write that way. Um, because it makes that first what I call the discovery draft where I'm still like just finding the story. Um, that's very slow for me. Once I get that, I'm like rolling and I can like rewrite and do all that pretty quickly. But um I'm trying so I'm trying to refine my process a little bit but right now that's what it is that's that's what it looks like that's the process Listen, <laughs> clearly it's worked for you up until this point oh, yeah. that's um, impressive so as far as research goes um I will do enough to know like okay my concept can start working um and so particularly if I'm writing, Regency, I've written enough that I know like the basic flow and, and basics about the history. So I can just kind of start writing the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll leave myself a lot of holes, like, Hey, you need to research this and and just keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, I'll know enough, I'll I'll do enough research to kind of have some basics of like, okay, Mm -hmm. so this is how horse racing works. Like I, you know, read a book Mm -hmm. about new market and like, okay, this is the basic idea. All right. Rolling. And I will um, mark uh, just anywhere in the book where I'm like putting some details or it's like, hey, I need to research this and find some details. Hey, I need to find this. And so that first draft has lots of little notes of like, figure out what happened here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because and I do that because because I write out of order half the time, some of those end up falling out. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, well, I don't want to take the time to do the research if I'm not Mm -hmm. going to end up using that scene. Um, And so I will just do I'll do place markers. And so with this being a contemporary, it was a little bit different because it was like, okay, well, anything I know is fair game. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to go. Oh, was that word around in 1814? You know, anything I, if I know it. She can know it, you know, mm-hmm. and so it was it was different because what I was having to research was, well, I don't know. How do you do oil painting? <laughs> yeah. I'm not an artist. I don't know how to do oil painting mm-hmm. um, or I had to research. I mean, I've been married 20 years. I had to research what it's like to be single nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any someone to
1: um, talk to you about that, Chris, <laughs> I've been single for a long time. So I'm happy to <laughs> chat about yes. that in the modern dating world.
2: <laughs> so, so well, that's what I did is I reached out to a bunch of my readers and I said, hey, like if you're single, if you're single and you're when, like, I had the thought, the survey of all these different things, like mm-hmm. different dating things they've used, like what their experiences have been. Um, and I had some conversations with some of them and I listened to like a Christian dating podcast um, <laughs> and, and everything. Cause I was like, I want to get, I want to get it right because it's not the same as it was. I mean, I got married, especially cause I got married right out of college. So mm-hmm. like, I never did the whole actually have to like figure it out. Like I was still in a bubble world when <laughs> I met my husband. And so I was like, I don't know what that's like. I got to, I actually had to do more research on what it was like to be single <laughs>
0: that's so real though because the dating world has changed so quickly in such a short amount of time i mean really and because i've been married i think it's it'll be almost 11 years now but i did the same thing i got married right out of college and i i didn't i didn't really date anyone um before i met my husband so like i have no concept and people be talking about this and i'm like well you know, da, da 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 And they're like, that would never work in 2023, Morgan. What are you talking no. about? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it
1: is wild. It is a yeah. wild,
2: wild world. Really?
1: Wild.
2: I love how Madeline is not saying anything about this. She's just sitting there like shaking her head, like, mm nope.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm in this, I'm in the same boat as Morgan. I mean, I've not been married as long as she has. I've only been married for six years, but still I feel like even six years ago th- and i got married right mm-hmm. out of college too so i'm just like yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't know anything about that right <laughs> now it's, just, it's and most people my age i feel like are single yeah still so gosh it, it's very
2: intimidating it seems very scary yeah, i am so glad not to be like the more i researched and talked to people the more i'm like i am so glad i do not have to live here
1: <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I to go, go
2: visit now. it <laughs> it's rough out there. You got to trust God a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: so okay. So from the I I did a, a smidgen of research before the interview. I didn't do a whole okay. bunch, but from what I can tell, your historicals, your regencies are primarily published through Bethany House. Yes. Yeah, sure. And, yeah. but this, A Pixels and Paint, is this indie pub? Is it self pub? This is indie. It's indie. Um,
2: and there is a novella collection from the Regency. Um, it's called A Return to Hawthorne House. That is also indie. Oh. So um, I did make the switch to indie publishing um, last year. Okay. Um and so, yes, these are these are all me, which is a whole other learning experience. Like on top of it, it was like, oh, let's let's learn to write in a different POV, different time, like different tense. Um, and we're, we're going to do it all ourselves because why not? Um <laughs> because because that is so Pixels and Paint is first person present, which I know some people hate, but it was really really fun to write that. Mm-hmm. Um but my my historicals are third person past. So like, I was just like, I'm just going to completely change it up because why not? I can. yeah (laughs) So, um, but yes, there I've switched to indie publishing now. Well, can
0: you tell us a little bit about like what that's been like? What was maybe your, if you're able to talk about it or want to, Mm -hmm. what was like your thought process behind that? What made you kind of take the jump? And then how has the transition been for you so
2: far? Well, what made me take the jump was I didn't get another contract. <laughs> there you go. I'll, do it. I'll do it. <laughs> it, Because of all those obvious people who know my name but haven't read the books. Oh no. Oh, no. oh boy. Oh, no, but I mean, like, no, I mean this is this is the real honest thing about the the where the current industry is right now. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's a minimum number of books you have to sell to break even. You know, but like and um, with traditional publishing, that mon- that number is higher because mm-hmm. the money's spread over more different places. You know, you have you have more hands involved. You have more people involved, more people to take a cut, more people taking a slice. And so the threshold of what you have to sell to break even is higher um, for traditional okay. publishing. And so I, I wasn't meeting it my sales were not meeting that threshold and so from a business decision we had to part ways and um I talked to several friends of mine in the industry like okay what are my options now who would pick me up with these numbers like what would be the what would that look like and uh in the end it just was the the best decision for me career wise was to um to go indie um mm-hmm. to have the freedom to try some different things like pixels and paint to um, make my own schedule that would work around my kids as they got older um, to, to do that and to be able to choose my own editors and my own cover artists and different things. That um, was just the thing that made the most sense um, Mm -hmm. at the time from where I was looking at, because I mean, if you think about it, that was um, because I had, I'm trying to think back. I mean, it was pretty, it was during, the the covid during the pandemic that this decision was made because traditional publishing works in like a year to a year and a half in advance mm-hmm. so i had turned in my last book with them like a year before it came out you know over a year mm-hmm. before it came out and so i knew at that point there would not be another contract and um which that's that's weird <laughs> to be finishing out all the editing and everything knowing this is it and y'all are going to part ways after this book it's very mm-hmm. weird uh it's I think it's weird on everybody's part. Everybody's just like, yeah, let's, let's go promote it. And then buy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's awkward. Um, but uh, that's the business that's life. And so no hard feelings there. I still think Bethany house is fabulous. I still keep in touch with people there and authors there and recommend people there. And like, if people are like, should I pitch it? And I'm like, yeah, if you get in and you can sell, it's great. Um so, you know, I still love Bethany house. Um, but yes, I don't remember what the original question was about the. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <publishing. laughs> I was. I was just asking. I had asked. Well, you answered part of it because I had asked, like, what was your reason for moving into indie publishing, and then like, how has the process been for you
2: so how far? How has the process been? Um, it's it's had a lot of ups and downs. There are things I love about it and things I hate about it. And hmm. um, it is taking me a little longer than I had hoped to kind of settle into figuring out. Okay. Who do I need on my team? You know, like finding, because now I have to go find an editor. I have to find, you know, different things. I have to decide how I'm going to publicize and, and market and different stuff. And so, like, none of that's built in. I have to construct that. Um, it's been a little bit of trial and error of going, okay, you're a lovely person, but we won't be working together anymore. And, you know, it's like with different people, like, and, you know, finding my finding my uh, editors and things, but um, that team is starting to come together for me. And I think kind of once I figure out like, okay, these are all the people that I want to work with, you know, this is, this is the people I want to work with. So I know who I'm going to, and I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm hoping it's going to smooth out a little bit over the next year (laughs) Uh, because it's been a lot of ups and downs. There's, there's definitely things I love about it and things I'm like, yeah, this is, this is not fun.
0: Well, and I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure that it'll smooth out over the next year because just like whenever you jump into any new big thing, because right, your job is still the same. You're still a writer, but like you said, it's a totally different animal. Like that's everything's different. And even having to do everything yourself and build your own team from the ground up, that's a huge deal. So first of all, I'm sure it's only going to get smoother, but also I think that's a very, um, like a very brave thing to do mm-hmm. because it's so much hard. like that would be honestly, the whole process would be fear inducing for me, but like specifically being like having to come up with my own, like marketing stuff and like doing everything, especially if I had a team of that before would be incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think so
2: the marketing piece is the piece I have not, that I really haven't figured out yet. Cause I, I never had to do much of that right at all. So that's, that, that it's something I haven't really had much of anything to do with. So that's been the the biggest struggles. I'm like, I don't even know how to do this. Right. Um, and so, and of course there's lots and lots of people who will say that they will teach you if you just give them money. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, what you, I gonna actually teach
1: you though. You know, there's a lot of great areas. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm kind of like, mm, is that what I want to invest in? I'm going to go with no. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost like starting a small business in a lot of ways. Oh, well, it is
2: like actually legally like starting a small business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of ups and
1: downs that go with that. And it's, you know, about finding the right people and yeah, it's, it's definitely, I'm sure challenging, but I agree with Morgan, it's very brave to know that you still have a voice in writing, even if it didn't work out, like from the traditional side is, Hey, there's still ways that you can get your stories out there. So very, very brave. That's cool.
0: Um, okay so how did you get your start as a writer did you always want to be a writer
2: so i've always loved stories um and there's a book i really need to go dig it out of my attic so that i have it and i can like like show people not that you know this is a podcast so no one else would be able to see it um, but it's, a, <laughs> it's up in my attic it's in storage but there's a book from when i was in third grade that I wrote for creative writing class because that was the thing. If ever there was a creative writing option to do for a book report or a project, I took it. Anytime mm-hmm. there was a creative option, I took that one. Um, so I wrote, I wrote character diaries. I wrote like second epilogues. I would do all the, anytime there was like a creative option, that's what I went with. But this was a book that I wrote and illustrated by the way um, about fairy tale characters playing baseball. Oh my god stop that's incredible (laughs) it's it's horrendous it's the book is awful because the book is basically like listening to like a play-by-play of like rapunzel came up to bat and hit a single like like that's that was that was the book you know it's (laughs) it's it's awful but the funny thing about that book is um because the teacher like we we did all the things and the teacher did the plastic spiral bound thing you know with the little poke mm-hmm. like it's the little and so it's bound it's like laminated and bound it's very nice <laughs> for you know third grade 40 years ago um, but um, it, it the about the author page at the end says I want to be an author um, when um, I grow up and then somewhere along the line that like went to the wayside I studied computer science I did corporate IT for a decade and um, and that, but I've always loved story, always loved story. And so when life kind of changed and it was like, I had time to, to explore some creative stuff. I actually did independent filmmaking first. Um, and uh, I did small videos like the, um, like they show in churches, the illustration mm-hmm. videos that they'll use during sermons and things. I actually did that for a few years. Um, the big problem with that is that babies don't understand quiet on set. And so <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> it became very difficult to film things because I had babies. <laughs> and they weren't quiet. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and so, um, so I started writing at night when I was up, like with with kids, and when I was pregnant, especially when I was pregnant with my third one, um, I had insomnia terrible but I also had like a two-year-old in, in the house. So I was like, I'm not doing anything that could possibly create any noise. And so um, I ended up writing, um, like revisiting um, my love of writing and actually finished a book. Um, and, and then it just kind of started from there and, and started attending um, some conferences and some classes to learn um, entered some competitions and, um, I finaled in a competition with a book that I had titled My Lord Ballet. And that caught the eye of Bethany House because they were looking for another Regency author. And um, they emailed me. And that was a great way to discover that the email link on my website that nobody ever went to because, you know, I didn't have anything out there was broken because she had to come find me on Twitter.
1: Well, I that's mean terrible. she sought you that's out that's <laughs> that's the determination of someone when they like they're like listen her, her link's broken. I'm gonna find her on social
2: <laughs> yes so she found me on Twitter and so I sent her the manuscript sent the full um and like and and you know negotiations happened and I got um uh, I got that first four book contract which was, kind of crazy. And so I was like, yes, I am off to the races. I started with a four book contract. It's all uphill from here. Now I am indie because I couldn't get another contract. But you know, that's <laughs> that's life for you. It will humble you. Um and Absolutely. so um yeah that's that's how I got started.
1: Yeah that's amazing. Oh that's so cool. A very I mean, long-winded
2: version. No, that. I love
0: that. That's such a <laughs> so story. And um I I feel very connected to you on multiple points of that story because I also always picked the creative option. Like anytime a teacher was like, Oh, do a little, I was like, yes. And then other students in the class would pick write a very boring essay. Was Who like, Who wants to write you essays? Written, you could have written a play with yeah. characters of from literature. Why would you not have done that? Like yeah. that's so much more interesting. <laughs>
1: you and could have also, written fanfic. Yeah. I <laughs> What? You could have done so many things. I used to write songs and then I would record myself and perform them, and then I would take those to class. She did.
2: <laughs> I I did all of that except for the showing other people. Those <laughs> just stayed. They just
0: stayed in my drawer. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I told them the one song I wrote was in my tenth grade biology class, and it was literally a. 26 verse ballad called life without a cell and it was a love song about the, the mitochondria of the cell and it was like this song and I like went all in and sang this love ballad about cells
2: <laughs> I love that so much like you could you should like re-record that now and like upload it to YouTube as a study <laughs> yes right. you right. absolutely
1: we should do that as <laughs> oh my, be my high school boxes. I bet I could, like, find a printed copy of this Yes, girl. Story. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: the world needs it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, okay. Oh. So, is it your no, turn? So Go for it. Because I feel like sh- you kind of answered our writing questions, but this is yeah. a question I have for you. So with your degree in computer programming or computer engineering, is that what inspired your character um, for Pixels and Paint? Because isn't
2: that her profession as a computer programmer? So she is, she is a she is a computer programmer. Um and it was a little bit of what inspired uh her because like whenever you start something new, it's always like go with what you know. Yeah. <laughs> like and so sense. so I started with her. Plus, I, I the character I wanted to write, um, it made sense for her to have a very technical career because she's very, mm-hmm. very logical, very technical minded. And um, computer programming was the easiest one to do because engineering is, uh, it would be a lot more involved. Um, uh, People understand the basic concepts of computer science Mm -hmm. easier. Like they understand, oh, you code a computer and software runs. (laughs) Like that's an easier than to understand to to explain the engineering process. Um, And so I made her computer science. uh, I made her computer programmer. She She is a better actual coder than mm-hmm. I am, my specialty was actually in software engineering, which is the design concepts, oh, Okay. Uh, nice. the, cons- the concepts of how um, the code would work together, um, laying out how the code talks to each other and all that kind of stuff, which uh, is actually how I, I sort of still use that mentality when I'm plotting books, um, which is why I always write in series because there's always multiple pieces mm-hmm. coming together. Um, and different things. And it's how that whole, like, especially on my Regency books, there's this whole world mapped because all of the books are connected over there. Mm -hmm. Like they're all standalone, but you never know who's going to show up anywhere or when some little small side character is suddenly going to become a main character.
1: Um,
2: I love that. that. And so I hold all that in my head and uh, my former agent was asking me once, like, okay, what all do you see? And so I was laying out with her all the books that are potentially out there. I was laying, I'm like, and then there's this and then this, and then this is going to be this book over here. And this is going to be this series over here. And she looks at me and she goes, is any of this written down? And I said, no. She was, she was like terrified. I thought she was going to run. Um, <laughs> but, you know, But, um, so I actually do use that. I use. Computer diagramming to plot out my first book. Um, It was actually like a a process called UML diagramming. um, (laughs) And that's what I knew. So that's what I used. So, yes, I did make Emma a computer programmer because that's what I know. I know that world. I know that process. I know those jokes. um, And I know what it's like to be that fish out of water, you know, that's like completely different than um, the family around her. So for me, it's a bit switched because I am the, I am, I I know the, the computer programming stuff, but I am the artsy one in my family. I mean, the creative Mm -hmm. one, the writer, the the artsy person, um, and the rest of my family is engineers. (laughs) 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 So, so I kind of took that and like flipped it for her and um and then i was like okay what's the biggest opposite i can give her and so that's how she ended up with an artist so
0: that's so fun and they were honestly it was so their back and forth their interactions it was so fun to read about them and i loved that just kind of the intense opposites but clearly
2: Attracting each other. I love it. It was great. It was so much fun. Thank you. And I um, did you did you read the paperback or did you or the ebook or did you listen to the audio?
0: I did not listen to the audio. I was reading the ebook. Okay. okay. Is the audio the d- audio
2: is amazing. Is
0: it? Oh man. Do you have two narrators? Is it just one? It's
2: dual narrator and um and they do all the dialogue so even when it's his pov she does her dialogue oh, it's man. so good um i never read my books after they're published i never read them never listen to them. i actually listen to the whole thing oh wow because it was so good so i'm just throwing a pitch out there because the guys who did the audiobook are amazing. That's it's a guy named Elliot over at um, a studio called Monkey Nut Studio in the UK. <laughs> he did it and it's fabulous. It's so fabulous.
1: Oh
0: my god. Oh I love it. I love it. That sounds yes.
1: great. Gosh, it's I it's to so learn. good.
2: It, it's worth it just to hear uh the voice that they gave Richie Reynolds. It's hilarious. Holy like nice. I had to stop and just laugh. The first time i heard <laughs> the, him like yeah
1: was it different than how you imagined his voice when you were writing his character i don't know that i ever
2: really imagined his voice um because i was too busy trying to come up with what he was gonna say because that was hard man <laughs> <laughs> that's fair I have no idea where we're at. I probably. Oh, I don't either. Today, I'm I'm gonna, <laughs> I have to yes. We can move on. Okay, so I think our no, next. Section
1: like, is thank you for looking at Book our yeah. Questions, I think, is up next. What did you say, Odette? Book-specific questions are up next. Well, well I know, but we've,
0: we've this, kind of we covered all of those. Um, the one thing that we didn't talk about, you kind of briefly mentioned it, but I want to take a little deeper. So, you, is this going to be? A series is it already a series? Do you have more books planned?
2: So pixels, is, pixels, pixels and paint, and paint. It's going to be a duology. So okay. there's just gonna be two um in this series. Um, and it'll be the sister. Uh, okay. um, so so the next book that will be kind of, it was supposed to come out late 2024. That's the current plan. Let's all cross our fingers. Um, it will actually be um the the sister and the best friend. So Amy and Jason. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: That's
2: great. That's gonna be great. Amazing. Um,
0: um,
2: so it's great. Like I've I've got some notes working on on that story. Um, and and it's fabulous. Oh, how fun! Well, oh, I can't wait now. Well, you have to because there's a regency coming up <laughs> but, before that. So oh, yeah. is there? Okay. <laughs> cool.
1: Yes, yeah, my plan is Regency
2: to about? my plan, my plan is to go back and forth. Um oh, because, okay, uh, it works well for my brain. It gives my brain a break um mm-hmm. when I'm switching back and forth. And so so the Regency will be coming out in um spring of 2024. Okay. And then um the the next book, um, the the next book in the the Pixels and mm-hmm. Paint, the Trinket Sisters series, I guess duology, whatever you want to call it. Um, it'll be more towards the end of the year.
0: Okay. So, Awesome. Oh, well, that's so fun. And I, I love that because I that was another thing I was curious about too, is I was like, I wonder if in now that she's indie publishing, if she's going to keep doing Regencies or if yes. you're going to completely switch to contemporaries, but I love no. that. You're,
2: I there's too great. many stories I still want to tell over there. Too many. They're all, there's too many hanging out over there. So I
0: love it. Yes. That's fabulous. All right. So now we could probably move. Um. Although actually, I think we kind of already talked About our faith-based question too. Our faith-based question, we just have one, but it says, "How has your own faith journey inspired your writing and characters?" Which you kind of talked about a little bit in that. But if you want to expound on that, you can. I can't.
2: I can't expound on that because I think that every every creator, every author, there's always like a central idea that every you write ever everything you do it always comes back to the central idea and um i found that for this book for pixels and paint uh, with it being my first contemporary i kind of really fell back into the core of that idea kind of like i did when i wrote my first regency so for anyone who's read the whole catalog so not morgan um <laughs> <laughs> not any of us here
1: no, no. none of us morgan is the only one who admitted it because she said
2: obviously she knows who you are so i i and i say that i said it's one that, that, of us under the
0: bus. It's, it's completely in,
2: it's completely in good fun um because there are so many books out there you cannot possibly read all the books like it's not a possibility but for for anyone who is listening that has read it and you've who read them all and you've read pixels and paint. You're like, wow, this seems to kind of have some of the same undercurrents of a noble masquerade and a lady of esteem. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it kind of goes back to this core of the idea that God made you to be who you are. And Mm that the more you try to be who God made you to be, the the more you'll be able to grow closer to him, the better, the stronger your faith will be. Because if you spend all your time trying to be somebody else or somebody else's version of you, um, it, it's never going to fit right. The skin's never going to fit quite right. Like you're going to just constantly feel out of place and uncomfortable. Um, and so this idea of being okay. Like accepting the way God made you to be, you know, like I can't cook for beans like at all. I mean, I guess I I can cook a little bit, but it's not great. My husband's a way better cook. Um, but my mom is like this great hostess. Like she can host like a dinner party for 50 people on 24 hours notice. Like, I don't know, like she can just do it. It's just a great skill. And I tried to be her when I first got married. I tried to be my mom and like keep house and do things like my mom. I was exhausted. I have wore myself out completely because I'm not her. And so this idea of accepting and embracing who you are and like really trying to be the best version of you that God made you to be lets you fulfill your purpose and strengthen your faith. So, um, that's kind of down at the core of anything I write. Um, But very much in the first books, like when I'm exploring something new, I'm always going to fall back into that idea. Like, okay, let me sit where I really care about, what I really care about. (laughs) Um, So yes. So if you're like, there's a little bit of undercurrents of a noble masquerade. Yes, yes, there is. Good job.
0: (laughs) I love that though, because like (laughs) you said, and I mean, I think everybody has a message of their heart that it's not, it can't help, but come out in yes. whatever you do. And mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's fabulous.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's such a good message too. Cause I think it's really easy, even as Christians to try to think that we need to be like somebody else. You know, for me, my older sister and I are super good. I was, as a kid, I was, I was like, Oh, I need to be like her. And then as I became older and did my own thing, I realized like there is such a unique beauty in who who she is and who I am and God created us, even though we're sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people that, that dynamic, it's, Really, you uncover more about yourself through Christ. And it's really a beautiful kind of thing to to discuss. And I'm sure also the evolution of what that looked like in a Regency era versus a contemporary era was probably yeah. really fun for you. Yeah.
2: Very, about. very different. It, yeah, it looks definitely. very different. And um and which is one of the reasons I started with Regency, because you can kind of explore ideas uh from a in a slightly different lens. It's not quite so you don't have to be quite so obvious and blunt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're writing a contemporary, you're going to have to just call it what it is. You know, mm-hmm. um, I have I have a Regency book where there's a character with dyslexia. Well, they didn't know what dyslexia was yet. So mm-hmm. I was able to kind of dally around this whole idea of it and all of the things that it causes without actually dealing with the technical side of what is dyslexia and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because they didn't know. They didn't know what it is. Yeah. Um And so, you know, but like, if you were to write a book now, you, you'd almost have to call Mm -hmm. it out. Like, yes, it's dyslexia. Yes. It affected their schooling. Yes. You know, you'd have to do all that other stuff. And so that's kind of one of the interesting things I'm learning about, um, you know, writing both contemporary and historical is some things are easier in one setting versus another. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. It's really interesting.
1: ladies are we moving on to the fun questions let's do it yes we are we literally have a section called fun questions fun questions the
0: fun questions yay i'll start the fun questions christy if you could have dinner with any fictional character or characters
2: who would it be besides your own characters oh besides my own because i was like i was totally gonna go with the hawthorns okay um Uh, But they're mine. Um, So that's going to have to be, that's going to have to, I can't do that one. Okay. So fictional characters that are not mine. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. I know. (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) Because like I have like comfort reads, there's like books that I've read all the time Mm -hmm. that. You know, like I fall back on, and I kind of think I want to go hang out with them, but then I'm like, no, I kind of like them as they are. I like knowing just that little bit about yes. them. I don't really want to know anything more about them mm-hmm. because then they won't be comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to overthink this question into oblivion. I hope you're ready. I love it. Yes. Okay. So that would be um, we appreciate. It. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so I think that. I'm actually gonna go with okay. So I know we're talking about Christian fiction, but I, I can I can tell you what. So I'm actually gonna go with the Bridgerton's. Okay, because the those, whole family. Yes, I want to go to a Bridgerton family dinner. That would be, that would be the ultimate. Family. I want to go to a Bridgerton family dinner. So so this is the thing. I did not know Christian fiction even existed as as a genre, like as a thing at all until i was in college my my roommate my senior year had like a whole bookshelf of christian fiction um and and Lori wick was the first christian fiction author i ever read um so before then i didn't know i didn't know it was a thing at all so julia quinn and the bridgerton series is actually what made me fall in love with regency and the idea of regency and writing and um the world building because her books her all her books were in connected, kind of like my, that idea of inspiring, mm-hmm. like seeing all these characters show up in different worlds and creating just a whole different place. So um, she was really a big inspiration in my writing and my creative side. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Bridgerton's. I want to go to a Bridgerton family dinner and fling peas. Yes. <laughs> it's appropriate for, for a Bridgerton. Family.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. I love that. And I also, I love the Bridgerton's. Yes. So. Yes. yes. I think they're fabulous yeah. have you seen What's, the Netflix? Series? let's all go let's,
1: <laughs> we'll all go to dinner yes there you go <laughs> amazing amazing um okay i'll take the next question then and morgan do you want to wrap up with the final one then okay so we're dying to know who is your top celebrity crush
2: right now what right now
1: yeah oh somebody.
2: um or
1: your favorite you know just so well, like
2: fun. if we're talking in general like overall, um it's probably going to be a Colin Firth. Um uh I of course love Tim in the, the 95 Pride and Prejudice. Um you know, he did that character so well. Um you know, he's he's done a lot of really interesting characters. Um So, I guess I I could go with him. I don't know, it changes a lot. Because it's kind of whoever's up on the character board. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because I do um, I do always have actors and actresses for all of my main characters. And I do that because I can get the, that same face. I can get pictures of that same face in a lot of different expressions. Um, because of screen caps from different movies and things that they've been in. So there's always a printout of like a bunch of pictures of that actor's face um, up on my character board, um, which you can see a little bit, very tiny, you can see a little bit of it right over there. there <laughs> I they love are. it, I love it. <laughs> um, um, and so so I guess the, the the celebrity crush would kind of change a little bit depending on which book I'm writing. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Would you be able to tell
1: us who the celebrities were for Pixels and Paint, or is that a secret that you don't want to share? No, I, I absolutely
2: I can tell you. Um. Okay. So you got to go. With, they're from different eras because they were actually in a show together, but the inspiration is not. They're not both from that same era. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay so because Emma is is based off of Alexa Bladell from The Gilmore Girl, ah, uh, like so. Okay. Um, wow, okay. yes, so especially like you know, it small, slight spoiler alert. So, the, like, even the makeover, you know, like, so you've got the before and after because you know, over the seven seasons, she she kind of changed mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, it's it's Alexis Bledel um, and and then Carter is Jared Padalecki, but not Gilmore Girls, Jared Padalecki.
1: <laughs>
0: interesting, Honestly, was. Thank
2: God. he's supernatural,
1: <laughs> Jared Padalecki. <laughs> With oh. the scruff and yeah, the anger, <laughs> well, so that's great. <laughs> so, that's so, so it's like
2: different different eras.
1: <laughs> I love that. Love <laughs> it so much. That's amazing. Yes. All right,
0: and the final fun question that we have is: um, What is your favorite
2: rom com? Um, like like movie? Yeah, like movie. Um, probably mm-hmm. I I guess this is going to be my favorite because it's probably the one I watch the most. Well, I guess there would be two. There's two. Can I have two? Yeah, yes. Have two. Okay. That's because because I have two because it really depends. They're my rewatchers. Like, it really depends on what mood I'm in. So, mm-hmm. one is The Holiday, um, mm-hmm. where the Kate Winslet and, um, blonde Cameron actress Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Thank you. They swap houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and and lives, and, and I, I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, so like in a certain mood, I'll turn on the holiday. Um, and if I'm in a different mood, I love there's a movie called Penelope.
1: <gasps> yes,
2: um, I love that movie. No. And, um she it's it's like a fairy tale. She is born cursed with a pig nose, <laughs> and um and it's just I love how that story plays out. I just absolutely love that story. Um, and, and James McAvoy. And James McAvoy, yes. James McAvoy. Um, yes. And Christina oh. Ritchie and uh, yeah, and, um, and James McAvoy and it's so good and I will maintain to this day that the end of that movie has one of the best on-screen kisses ever. So Ooh. if you have not watched Penelope, nice. I maintain to this day that it is one of the best on screen kisses. I oh. love I
0: mean, it. I would have to agree. It's 100%. It. There's some, yes. there's some magic happening. It's so, it's so good. good.
1: <laughs> chemistry. It's, it's all happening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> love it. Um, Oh my so, gosh, so yeah. that movie. it's been years since I've seen it and like I kind of want to find it and watch.
2: It. Yes. So so those are those are kind of my two, like depending on the mood I'm in, if I need a comfort watch, um, I I will fall back on one of those two. So that's gonna have to be my answer there. I love that.
0: That was a perfect answer. Both of them were perfect answers. Yes, exactly. Um okay, so we again. Some of this we talked a little bit about within the context of the interview, but just to wrap, wrap everything up, tell people where they can find you, what you've got coming around the bend, okay. um, all
2: the good stuff. Okay. Um, when is this going to post? Do we know? We can tell you. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to say this is coming up and have it have been like last week. <laughs> I don't
1: know. When is it?
2: Well, October 23rd. There okay. All right. Okay. So I don't want to mention that because that will have just happened. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to mention something that they can't go do. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so you can find me online, uh, under Christian Hunter, Christy with a K. Um, my website is christianhunter.com, uh, socials. I mostly hang out on Instagram. And um, so if you really want to connect with me, that would be the place to connect with me socially um, at Christian Hunter. Um, but I kind of dabble in a couple of other places. So you can generally find me. And most of the time, if you send me a message, it'll get to me and I will eventually answer you. I'm just slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do want to get um, pixels and paint and you want either the ebook or the audiobook, uh, you can go to bookstore.christianhunter.com and you can buy the ebook or the audiobook directly from me. Um, And that would be lovely and a little bit of a little bit of a discount if you buy it from there. And so um, you can do that, but mostly just put in my name and you will find me. (laughs) 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 Um, So Pixels and Paint is out now and it's available. And then uh, somewhere in March or April of next year will be um, the next, I'll be starting a whole new Regency series um we'll be it'll be going back to London. It's called the London Dreams series. So that will be coming out in early to 2024.
0: Fantastic. Oh, I can't wait for that. That sounds lovely. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy. This was this yes. was a delight. Thank you. So much fun. And um, we can't wait to hear more, um, hear more from you and hopefully more people <laughs> are, are pixels and paint that's what we yes want. Got more paint. people
2: want to go pick up pixels and paint it really yeah. is a a fun story um i am very happy with it i'm not always very happy with the book at the final end because it's <laughs> been like so frustrating to wrestle with it but this okay. one i i'm so happy with the finished product um so yeah. i really do hope a lot of people can pick it up
1: oh that's that so awesome much. well it's great you. talking to you and i look thank forward you. to reading it and many more of your books so thank you so much yes Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes.
0: If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit! lit.